Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Awesome. So go around. Uh, I don't know uh, each of you. So who's who's uh, who? Start with French Fry because that's who I reached out to. That's me. What's up, dude? Nothing much, man. Frenchy Fry Airsoft. Or French no, fry. French Fry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? All right. Uh, everyone, everyone calls him Frenchy, anyways. Yeah, that's true. Nice. All right. Who's Gambit? That's me. <laughs> In the dark room with the, uh, yep. you got like a, um, what do you call those kit, uh, or no, a, um, hobbyist keyboard. Uh, yeah. Nice. And I got a whole PC that's glowing right here too. Yeah. That's where the lights come from. It looks like your look the angle <laughs> of your camera and then the, uh, the keyboard and the lights going, it looks like you're about to rip some, uh, some music or something, DJ or something. Nope, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so you must be uh, in the top left. You must be Drift Monster. Yes, I am. Nice, dude. Welcome, everybody. So what? What? Uh, what team? What airsoft team are you guys part of? Or what do you guys? Do you guys have a team name? Uh, yeah, we're uh, yeah. part of uh, Team Goonie Memes. That's right. Yeah, Goon Memes. Yeah, French Fry. You sent me that uh, picture of it. Sure did. Yeah, man. So, uh, uh, well, you guys are, um, you're on East coast time, right? Yeah. So where are you guys, uh, where you guys play at? Where's your home field? Uh, extreme airsoft in, uh, South Kingston, Rhode Island, Wakefield. Yeah. EA. Yep. From what I'm hearing, you guys are spoiled, bro. Because that field, <laughs> everyone says that field is the fucking yep. best. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, funny enough, me and uh, Frenchie, we reffed at uh, another field called uh, Battlegrounds. That field has gone so downhill, it's it's horrible to even say the name around here. Oh, that's terrible, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that how you guys started out? Is that Was that your first field you played at, Battlegrounds? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, at least, I don't yeah, it was the same way for me. Yeah, it was the closest field for me. Yeah, out of everyone in the group, I'm like the only one that has not refed. You know, <laughs> like the only refs. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have a? Is that a mic right there? It's kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a mic. Is it hooked up? Yeah, it's hooked up right now. Because your volume is really low compared to oh, those uh, two guys. It's probably not. Probably yeah, pull it not. close to you. You can uh, lean back if you want. You just pull it. It can be in the camera. It's fine. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah, I didn't know. Oh no, dude. <sighs> Look, I'm. Ha- I mean, what you see here is is fine, but I've got. You know, I just push everything out of the way for the <laughs> for <laughs> when we start. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I t- uh, the podcast I did with um, uh, that tech city girl is her uh, Instagram. Uh, and her personal one is uh, Drop Dead Drizzle. So the one I did with her, she texted me like two minutes before the 
thing was spart- you know supposed to start and she's like is this a video call or is this video and i was like yeah she's like oh shit okay give me a give me a minute so we started the podcast and she goes i yeah i i really just didn't clean my whole room in like 30 seconds or whatever uh, i guess she just threw everything in the closet or out of the way or whatever so <laughs> but yeah it doesn't have to be perfect yeah, this is uh, the mic I'm talking through right now. Yeah, that's way better. It's way better. The uh, one of the guys he had a mic as well, and it was he had it out of the camera view. It was far mm-hmm. away, and I couldn't really hear him. It was echoey, and I said, "Man, you can uh, pull it close or whatever." So he just took it off and just held it, held it the whole time he was talking. <laughs> you know, like a singer's mic or something, <laughs> announcer's mic. Yeah, that's nice. one way to do it, right? I mean, if it gets the job done. Yeah, it worked. Hell yeah. Now, did you guys, uh, were you guys at EA when, um, for the uh, EA Fest? I was. Yeah, Frenchie was the only one. Me and, yeah. uh, you know, we went to an event called Settler's Day. Uh, yeah, we didn't go to it. Settler's Day? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, um, oh, you want me to do it? Oh, it's fine. Settler's Day, it's, um, you basically go and you pay for, like, raffle tickets, kind of. And you can shoot any real steel gun imaginable you want it. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have like uh I think it's have... I, I think it's saved in the group chat. Uh Frenchie, if you want to send it to him, the one with the fifty cal with the column or drift. Yeah. It's like a muzzle loader? Uh Barrett fifty no, cal. No. Oh a Barrett. No, no shit. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't a Barrett. It was all... It wasn't a Barrett. No, it was a bolt action. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a bolt action fifty cal. Um, they had like you know like a whole assortment of guns. They had like you know like rifles for like AKs, uh, SKSs, M4s. Uh, I think it was a Car ninety eight there too. Yeah, they had a Car ninety eight. What? Uh, Twelve gauge shotgun. So what, is it like a gun show? Um, it's a bit of a gun show. They also have like other activities you can do there: axe throwing, archery, rock climbing. Oh. Uh, as you're walking up to the gun range, they have like a little area to where you can go shoot pellet guns. Yeah, it's a really cool place. That's cool, dude. Okay. So French fry. When you went to uh, EA Fest, did you meet? Um, who all did you meet? Were you able to meet Honey Badger? Uh, yeah, I actually talked. Honey Badger was a really cool guy. Um, I still talk to him. Like, you know, we support each other and everything. Um, I also met Pumba, Houdini, Lobo. Um, I know Little Miss was there. Mama Yaga was there. Um, SYG was there. They they killed it against Ness. But apparently Ness and SYG had to do a rematch from a tournament before that. So it was, it was awesome to see them play. And then there's always obviously the vendors outside in like the concrete area that they use for part of the parking lot now. Yeah. Um, there was Lancer Tactical, um, Elite Force, Rogue Customs, Take One, um, Blowback, Masters. Wasn't, wasn't KWA there too? I thought I saw. No, it was, oh, no there post. wasn't KWA. Oh. Um, there was also. Oh, that might have been Feather Gun. Yeah, it was um, Die, like the Die I 5. Or the yeah, the place that makes Die like uh, math. Uh-huh. Um, Anth was there too, and there's a couple other vendors. It was it was awesome. I got free patches. You know, everybody was wicked nice. 
And then I had to say there's over a hundred people there for both doing the city field and the um, BQB tournament. It was awesome. That is cool, man. Yeah, I've heard so much about it. I had uh, so many people that I talked with before it, um, before that event, that were uh, trying to talk me into going. I was like, no, nah, I'm not, not, not driving that far. So, <laughs> uh, fifteen hours. You know, it's, we're in South Carolina. It's, uh, yeah. So, maybe one day, maybe one day, I'll have to fly up there. I'm not going to drive that far. I mean, Honey Badger. Yeah, Honey Badger. That dude. Jesus. He Texas. is. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's looking for road trips, man. I tell you. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I think, I think, uh, Doc said this when you were, um, in the podcast with him. Um, he, uh, it was him and his wife's anniversary by the time it was EA Fest. So they went to, like, the border of, like, Maine towards Niagara Falls. Or was it New York? No, no, they so, went to, Ni- they went to Niagara Falls for their honeymoon. Yeah, right. but they didn't cross the border into Canada. So they right, went up they there, on. and then they came back down to Rhode Island. And then after EAFS is over, right back to Texas. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's a long, long road trip. <laughs> yeah. They got, a little, they got a little mini road trip out of that. I remember doing that when I was 16. Me and a bunch of my buddies went up touched the border of Canada and had to go right back to work at 6 a.m. No, I oh, wanted to get <laughs> One of those stupid uh, Saturday night stupid things we used to do. <laughs> so did all you guys grow up in uh, in where you're at there in Rhode Island? Yep. Yeah. Okay. You like it? You like the weather? No. No. <laughs> no, no. Winter, winter is terrible here. It's so bipolar. The way yeah, it is. <laughs> I think one day it is, be, bro. Yeah, one day it could be like no. nice and sunny and it could be like nice 70 degrees and then the next day it's down to like 40 degrees and snowing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, look at tonight. It's snowing right now. Yeah, it's probably the, snowing it, down here. Tomorrow it's supposed to be like 56. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. That's New England weather for you. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, see, I grew up in uh, Cleveland, so... Uh, I'm I'm used to that, or I used to be used to that cold, <laughs> sleet, snow, freezing rain bullshit. You know, I just uh, we've been down here in the south for uh, 15 years, so I'm uh, I, don't, I don't I can't stand the I can't got, stand the cold and snow anymore. As I say, you go to quit in with the heat. <laughs> yes, I guess the only place that's uh, there's a couple places that are pretty consistent, right? Like Florida. Is, Florida's uh, always rainy. It's always rainy. Yeah. But like, like just for short periods of time, it's always hot and humid. Yeah, it's always yeah. nice and beautiful and sunny there some days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Cali, California, you know, the southern southern Cal is uh is pretty pretty consistent. But yeah. Like here we it, it gets a little I guess it's pretty predictable in the summer. Most uh you know, until it gets around this time of year, it's pretty warm. And sunny. We don't, we don't get too much rain, but uh, yeah, the the north man, like Cleveland, was the same way. We always the joke when I was growing up was, oh, if you don't like the weather, just stick around fifteen minutes, it'll change. You know, 
Like that was <laughs> what everybody that was what everybody said all the time. Did anyone? Did either of any of you guys uh, grow up doing like winter sports, snowboard, skiing? You just go snowboard every once in a while, not not competitively or anything. I mean, I would go I would go skiing with my family. Yeah, yeah, that'd be the same with me. Yeah, the only fun activity I ever did in uh, the snow was just like uh, tubing. That's really it. Oh yeah, that's fun. Tubing, I, I was going to say pelting snowballs at people with that too. <laughs> well, yeah, pelting snowballs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pelting fun. And yeah, pelting snowballs. Yeah. Yeah, snowball fights. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, how did you guys get into airsoft? Did you all meet through airsoft, or did you know each other before? Yeah, we all met through airsoft. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, me and Gambit's story is actually pretty funny of how we, like, oh, yeah, just became <laughs> friends, like, one day. So I met him while he was still a ref at Battlegrounds, and, well, one day, because me and him are type 1 diabetics, he he notices me just pulling out, like, my medical stuff, and he's like, hey, you're a type 1 diabetic? I'm like, yeah, I am. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm I'm one, too. And then, like, that's just how we became yeah, friends. That was it. <laughs> that's literally how we became friends, is just because he asked me a question. I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, oh, cool. Oh shit! Okay. Yep. And the best part was, is if me and him were either having a low, I'd literally just hand him my card, like tell him you're getting it for me, and you'll get a discount. Yep. <laughs> Used to get him discounted food and drinks all the time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Now, type 1 diabetic, that's uh, that's the more serious one, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it uh, you're born with or something? Yep. Yeah. You know, I never knew anything about that until um, I, I worked with a guy years ago. It was, a, it was almost 20 years ago. Um, he was real young. You know, he was, well, he was younger than me. He was like 20. I think I was like 26 at the time. And, uh, he, um, he was type one diabetic. He was in like really good shape. Like he went, you know, he worked out and stuff. He looked, cause I think at the time I always associated that, you know, most people I think associate diabetics with, uh, overweight, you know, people that eat a lot of sugar and that kind of stuff. Yep. I didn't know the difference between one and two. So when he told me that he's like, Hey, can you watch my machine? I got to go uh, take a shot. And, uh, and he told me about it. I was like, holy shit, okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that you could be born with it. Yeah, there's, there's a funny story about me giving myself insulin in a parking lot. Oh, shit. They, yeah, probably, they probably thought you were doing a druggie or something. Yup, it was my mom. She was. I was only 10 at the time when I got diagnosed. She was shooting insulin into my arm, and some lady called the cops, swatted, oh, my, swatted my car, had child protective services there and everything, and they were like, why are you giving this kid heroin? She's like... She was like, it's insulin. Oh, my God. And, yeah, she got arrested for a false claim, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. So how often 
do you have to take those shots like um, multiple times a day or just once a day or, or is it just random whenever you have, you know, whenever it fluctuates? Uh, for me, it's a bit different. Um, I usually just yeah. put my insulin, uh, like, you know, I take like two shots in the morning and then I take one shot at night. Yep. And mine is every time I eat and every time it fluctuates and yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Can it's you not- feel it? Can you feel like, uh, you know, by now, are you used to seeing or feeling the signs of it or something like that? Like your sugar dropping? Oh, yeah. What was it? Sugar drops? Uh, it yeah. can drop or it can spike. Oh, okay. Yeah, for me, the symptoms are just uh, like whenever I'm feeling low, it's just either I will like start to feel like really shaky, start to feel really like dizzy and feel really sluggish. And then if like I'm high, I'm just very irritable and uh, Mm. like I have like really bad headaches. Gotcha. Now, does that affect you guys playing airsoft at all? Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a bit of times it will. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So you guys, have you played, well, I would, I would think that um, going to a three day mill sim, uh, would probably be challenging. You might have to, you know, do some prep for that. Have you guys thought about going to mill sims or? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. We have thought about it a couple of times. We've been talking okay. about like which ones we've wanted to go to. Gotcha. Yeah. There's a few that are, I think only on the East coast, uh, stag ops. Okay. They're, yeah. They're one, I guess they have three different tiers for beginner intermediate and advanced advanced is like, there's no sleep. You wear night vision. You're playing airsoft for the whole weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, but stag ops. Okay, I've heard that name before, but I've never, you know, seen any. I've never looked them up or whatever. So, uh, Facebook is the place where I found them. Right. But yeah. Yeah. What? So, uh, so oh, Frenchy, how did you meet us? <laughs> yeah, how'd you get in airsoft, man? <laughs> oh, um. I got into airsoft um, from one of my buddy's birthday parties, and it was a uh, it was funny because we wore everything at battlegrounds is like cr- absolutely crappy. Everything is always breaking apart. <laughs> you can ask you can ask Rob. This too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was so crappy. Um, my buddies and I were just like, "Screw this! We're not wearing the freaking vest." So we called oh, ourselves like "No Vest Gang" just for fun, and it was like. I don't know why it was, you know, I like I just had that feeling like I need to do this more. Like this is a lot of fun. So I just started watching YouTube videos like Silo, Novridge, uh, House Gamers, those type of guys. And I'm like, this is just like the military. This shit's awesome. <laughs> so that's when I started getting into it. My mother wasn't fond of it at the time because I was young. Didn't want me to do stupid shit. Okay, it's acceptable. And then it was six years ago when I started. My grand my grandparents got my first gun, which is a G&G CM16 rated L. I still have it to this day. Nice. That's when I first started. Uh, Battleground Z, but it was a smaller side. And ever since that, I've just continued playing. And I've, I've been in love with this sport ever since. Um... I can't really remember the first ever time Rob and Rob uh, when I went eh, when I met Rob and Colin. Um, 
If anything, I know Rob through um, my buddy, who is Rob's fiance's brother. Uh, his name is Angel. So that's how I met Rob and Colin. I don't really remember how I met Colin. Well, it's I don't know. There's some funny way that we met. I think yeah. you two were playing a game and I was reffing. Yeah, that's probably how we met. Yeah, because yeah. I called you Diabito on the field, and he just fell to the ground laughing. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, yeah, once, uh, w- once people like you know figured out I had diabetes, I had like a little nickname there. Uh, I I had Diabito, and like some of the refs, you know, like once because I used to run a I used to run a walkie-talkie with like a headset through it, and they figured out what channel I was on, so I hear them through my comms yep. sometimes, and they'd be like, "Go, Diabito, go, go." <laughs> Yeah, that, that was when they had the good refs that knew what they were doing. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys all, uh, so you started, you met you met at the field, and then you started uh, playing together more, and uh, and then just hanging out, and then you made a team? Yeah. Who started the yeah, team? Yeah, pretty much. Or who, who wanted to start the team? All three of us, actually. <laughs> Yeah, when we were in the parking lot um, at Battlegrounds, you know, we we all just sat there and we were like, you know, we really work like all of us work really well together. Why don't we just start a team? And everyone agreed on the idea. And I was the one that started the Instagram account and I just gave it to everyone. Yep. Oh, and nice. then I forgot who made the Snapchat, but I know I made the Discord channel. I think I made the Snapchat group chat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You each had a, a part in and doing something different with it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Like and before then, we... how'd you guys come up with the logo? Or who came up with the logo? What logo did you send him? <laughs> I sent I sent the good one. Oh, okay. the good one? Okay. So we made another one that's a meme patch, basically. It's the outline yeah. of the Sea of Thieves logo, and it just nice. says Goonie, Goonie memes under and blow it. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, so the good one that I sent, I literally got bored one day and I just looked up skull images and I found the one that you see now. Yeah. And I just, I just sent it in the group chat. I said, Hey, do you guys like this? And everyone was like, yeah, that looks sick. Yeah. It looks said, way right. better than the one we drew. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like someone said, they were like, if you can make it orange, that would make it like a hundred percent better. So I just. Uh, threw it up in Photoshop and just turned down the he- or turned up the hue a bit and made it like an orangish red and then just posted that in the group chat and everyone was like, "Yeah, dude, that would look sick." Yup. And then they were like, "If you can put Goonie memes under it, it will make it like a hundred percent better." So I did that and everyone was like, "Yeah, we can make that the new Instagram profile pic and like you know that that could be our new pic." I was like, "All right, cool." Yeah, that's cool, man. Hell yeah, yeah. It looks it looks cool. I wish I could yeah. shout out the original creator that made the skull image. <laughs> oh I mean, yeah, I, just, I mean, there's... I, I found it off of Google, so. Oh yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's I think that's what a lot of people do, and then they, um, they'll uh, they'll modify it some, you know, to make it their own or yeah. unique or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all know. <laughs> what, what what's he pointing at? <laughs> himself. Oh, yeah, himself. <laughs> Because uh, all all of us have our like own personal logo and everything, so I literally just took a photo off of Google, 
and it's like a skull with like a gas mask on it. And my my colors are black and green. So literally, I just put my call like my uh, name like French fry airsoft, and then the skull right in the middle, and just change it to green. And boom, there we go. It's yeah. my logo. Call it a day. Now, who's the draw? Uh, the original one you guys had. How'd you guys? Oh, uh, who who drew that? <laughs> that was yeah. mine. Okay. Uh, iPad and Procreate. <laughs> it works wonders. <laughs> nice. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not I'm not very good drawer. So, uh, you know, at least uh, you guys have somebody that uh, that is kind of an artist. Now, what do you guys do? Like, uh, what kind of work do you guys do? Are you guys in school? If you're in school, do you have jobs? What do you What do you do besides uh, play airsoft? We're We're all out of school. Uh, you know, thankfully. Yeah. So <laughs> I I work a full time job. I'm a I'm a bit of a an apprentice at an electrician job right now. Oh, good man, good. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I I just load doors on the trucks all night. <laughs> Doors? Yep. Like at like, a, a supply place or like a Home Depot type of? Uh, like a mill workplace. Yeah. So for businesses, houses, job sites, anything. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I just got enlisted into the army. So I'll be do- I'll be leaving for that very soon, actually. Yeah. we. Uh, you and I talked, uh, French, you and I talked the other day or yesterday yeah. or something. No, um, it was a couple days ago, Friday. So, oh yeah, it was Friday. So, uh, yeah, you were telling me some of that stuff. You're like, yeah, I leave for boot camp in January. I was like, holy shit. Yep, January third. Weeks. Hell yeah. So, are you doing it? What kind of prep are you doing? Are you uh, exercising at all? Uh, yeah, because um, it's actually I can actually rank up to an E2 a lot quicker. I just had I just have to. Do a- uh, a PT test soon on the 27th for my PT test. So obviously I have to be doing push-ups, sit-ups, and then I have to do a two-mile run in order to, and if I pass all that, I get ranked up easy. So starting on Tuesday, I mean, I was going to start tomorrow. I have to get up like really early in the morning, go meet my recruiter at the office to go running. But due to the snow, he just told me to do Tuesday. So hmm. I'll be doing that for a while until I leave. Gotcha. And then Gambit, how did you uh how did you get into uh the work you're doing now? A lot of trial and error. <laughs> this, this 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 isn't even the last job I want. I want to go back to the one I had. What'd you have before? I used to work at General Dynamics. Yeah. Uh but I was eighteen, stupid, did listen to the rules, and I got fired. Oh shit. Yeah, I was a welder too, which is great. Oh damn, dude, yeah. Or are you doing like a like production line, you know, um, quick little spot welding or something? No, I was doing structural. Oh, okay. Holy yeah, that, shit. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's good to know as well. Oh yeah. All of that stuff: welding, uh, electrician. You know, uh, you know, the work I do now, uh, flipping houses. Obviously, I work with a lot of contractors. And, uh, electricity, when you get a good electrician, man, bro, we love those guys. We love those guys because they come in and do a good job. They're expensive. They do a good job. 
their wires are neat. Uh, never have a problem. It's great. It's great working with those. Sometimes we'll do like uh, they'll come in and just wire the you know those run the wires to the boxes, um, and they'll tuck them in so neat. So we go ahead and pull the wires out, hook up all the you know whatever switches or outlets and shit like that. Everything's it's nice. You know, we get, we've had a couple of. Like What'd you do? I used to work at a job like that. Okay. I worked at a manufacturing facility uh, called Vitron, and I was in the bearings assembly line. So I had to, uh, so my area received the wires and like all the components and all this other stuff. So we put together like boxes, like uh, switches. Uh, we built uh, switches for auditoriums and like stadiums and all this other stuff. And then we obviously just get them tested and then just send them right out. It, it was honestly a very fun job. Because sometimes we get out, what we call outside work that's not in our specific area. And then um, sometimes there'll be things called boards. Uh, it's kind of like sometimes these boards would be size like king size mattresses. And you have to follow the wiring to certain areas. And then it's just a repeated step over and over again. It was, it was wow. fun, but I don't know. Yeah, that's just, wild. A lot of wire goes into those, uh, into the shit like that. Oh, sometimes we get jobs that require like a hundred different wires. It was crazy. Yeah, I know. I had to, uh, there was one time where my boss asked me to like deliver like three different types of wires. He asked me to get, uh, Cat 5, 12 2, and like 12 3. Yeah. And of course, he sees me, you know, he sees me walk out with Cat 5 and 12 2, and then, you know, I didn't know, like, I was still kind of new at the job, so I didn't know the difference between, like, you know, like, a lot of the 12s and stuff like that. Right. So, I grabbed 12.3 instead of 12.4, and all of a sudden my boss walks out, and he's like, wait, 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 wait! I'm like, is there something wrong? He's like, dude, you grabbed the wrong wire! I was like, oh, okay. And then he <laughs> points to me, and then he shows me which wire it is, and I'm like, Oh my god, dude! I feel like a major idiot right now. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, it's okay, man. You know, you're still new at the job. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get mad at you for it." Yeah, that's you know, something I, you'd have to learn probably right away. You know, is the uh, how to identify. Oh yeah, yeah. I've definitely like learned. Uh, like, I, I've definitely learned quick afterwards. For sure. Yeah, because like uh, outlets and stuff have to, you know, be twelves. Uh, you can run switches with with uh 14s but um you know some of those basics the uh you'd have to know which wire you're using which wire you're grabbing for for mm -hmm. what you're doing yeah yeah i don't uh i i hate getting shocked too so i used to work on uh installing some of these basic stuff the lights and the, you know light fixtures and um switches and outlets i used to work on them while they were hot uh, because I didn't feel like turning off the uh, breakers. And uh, I got tagged too many times. And I'm like, I just, it's it doesn't really hurt that bad. It just, uh, you know, will wake you up for sure. But, yeah, my boss is, uh, you know, sometimes. <laughs> uh, there's times where, like, my boss is, like, they work on, like, really, really big, like, breakers and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. you know, they work on some of, like, industrial stuff. And there was one day where they were like lighting up a dance studio and I see him having like these specialized gloves on. And I asked him, I said, 
Hey, isn't it kind of weird that, you know, you have, like, that glove on when you're turning it on, like, you know, like, outside the breaker panel? And he said to me, he was like, no, I wear this just in case something yeah. happens. Because if it goes off and it's my bare hand, I will have it going through my hand, going through my entire body, if I'm touching anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And basically, I will get fried to death. Right. Said, oh, that sounds like fun. And you basically have to drop kick them off it. Yep. I mean, there, yeah, there's uh, some pretty scary uh, videos out there of guys working on uh, 480, you know, like in factories. Uh, mm-hmm. They run, you know, mostly 480 and stuff. And it's uh, where these panels have just blown up, you know? Yeah, I've seen they those. They arc. Yeah, I've seen those videos. They are very scary videos. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh yeah. I remember, uh, one of the factories I first started at, I saw this guy, this maintenance guy. I didn't know. I never worked on electric, you know, electricity stuff, whatever. Um, after high school, uh, went to military and then, uh, my first factory job, this guy comes walking out and he's, you know, a fairly, he was like five, seven, you know, he's kind of short. Um, but he had, but he was taller than me. I'm five eleven. Or almost as tall as me, I guess. But he had these boots on that had fucking soles like this. I mean, they look like the damn, you know, what uh, rock, <laughs> rocks, you know, the <laughs> '80s rock bands used to wear, uh, like Gene Simmons and Kiss, or whatever. They were, you know, platform boots and shit. And I said, "Bro, what is up with your boots, man?" He's like, "Oh, I'm, he was the electrician in the plant." And uh, he's like, "Yeah, this is so I don't get grounded." I was like, "Holy shit!" So yeah, you can get those boots that are uh, extra thick soles. <laughs> you don't get zapped. I was supposed to be uncomfortable to walk in. Damn. No shit, they right? Are. <laughs> they're probably steel toe. Uh, yeah, they're steel toe as well. Well, they're plastic. You know, it's composite. But uh, how did you get into the electrician stuff? Um, my uncle. Well. My uncle heard about me, you know, not liking my job, working at Walmart full time. And, uh, you know, he knew a guy that was running an electrical company and uh, they had an opening uh, for like a driving position, basically. And the guy said he was like, yeah, once you've worked here for like six months, uh, I can get you like an apprenticeship type of uh, role going on here. So, yeah, yeah, I took the job offer and, uh, you know, honestly, it's. Possibly one of the best jobs I've ever done so far. Yeah, that's good, man. Stick with it. It's cool. It's good to have, uh, you know, uh, experience like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had a lot of different jobs growing up. I um, worked in a, you know, I did landscaping. I worked in a grocery store. Worked construction. I guess that's about it, really. Before I went in the, you know, before I graduated high school. And then uh, military and then factory work for most of the time. And then construction, now construction again. So, but I learned a shit ton. Like working in different factories, you, uh, you know, you, you, if you've never been in a factory before, you start learning how, you know, you see how these things are made. And you get a lot of experience with a lot of different things because you understand the shipping part, the logistics, uh, how this whole process has to run. And then, of course, whatever the part, you know, they're manufacturing, you learn about that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen a lot through all the factories I've been through. I'm sure. Uh, my worst one, I would have to say, was Amazon. 
I've heard so many people say that, dude. Amazon is horrible. I I literally watched one dude go to the bathroom for five minutes, and then a manager come over to him and tell him to go home for the night and don't come back. Damn. Yeah. Like, what if you got to take a huge shit? <laughs> Hold it, I guess. <laughs> God damn. Uh, yeah, no. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. What, what drew me in, like, I almost went to Amazon, but, like... <laughs> I talked you out of it. Yeah, he talked <laughs> me out of it. Like, originally, what drew me in was, it was like, oh, yeah, it's $20 an hour. You know, I, I don't mind working that. But then afterwards, you know, Rob told me, he was like, dude, you don't want to work there. I was like... Yeah, no, it, it's terrible. You won't like the working conditions. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not working here then. Because I was hearing, because yeah. then like afterwards, I was hearing like news articles about uh, like apparently there was Amazon employees that were having to take like pee bottles into the place. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. What? Yeah. Yeah, because if you took too long in the bathroom or you're like 30 seconds late from clocking in, yeah, you'll get written up talk to and then eventually fired yeah yeah god damn yeah That's i think crazy. uh my son one of my sons uh he went he worked in that we have an amazon uh warehouse real close to us uh, about 20 minutes away here in south carolina and uh he got a job there he lasted a, like a half a day he's like nope uh-uh not 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 doing it and he works construction now too he's actually a project manager for like a home builder so he likes being out outside and moving around, you know, not being stuck in one place, or whatever. So worked out good. But yeah, I've heard so many people say that, bro, about the Amazon stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy. The only thing, the only thing I think Amazon does right is that four-day work week. What do they do? Four tens? Yeah, four ten-hour shifts, and then you got three days off. I think that's the only thing I think they do right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yep. So you're uh so French, you're going into the army. Do you have a uh, family that uh milit- prior military or anything like that? What what uh made you want to go in the military? Uh, my grandfather was uh 35 years of National Guard. Nice. Retired uh retired as a colonel and then my father served 13 years in the army got medically discharged because uh he was field artillery. Hmm. And, um, this is a story that I've been told. Um, he, uh, cause he was a, he was a commander of, um, his squadron. And what happened was one of his cadets accidentally knocked over one of the, um, missiles or like one of the shells yeah, or one of the life shells. And my father literally softened the landing of that missile with his hand, crushing it, oh, causing him to causing him to be medically discharged. Right. And it's just, it's just my family, honestly. It's like, obviously I have uh, military history. So, might as well just yeah. keep, it, keep it going. That's cool. Plus, it, plus it also, the military is also like, going to help me and like, just help me become a better person that I am today. So, pretty much just that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of basic, but, Oh, well, it's, I mean, it, it don't have to be deep, you know, like, Hey, my dad was in, I mean, you know, my dad was in the Navy, so I wanted to go in the military. I always joke because, uh, uh, we were just, 
somebody was just talking about this a couple of days ago over this weekend. Uh, there's the running joke in my family is, you know, I was kind of, I was a middle child. I have two sisters, older and younger. Um, as a teenager, I started rebelling, right? Uh, so got in some trouble and, you know, just fights and got kicked out of my house at 17, went back, you know, before I graduated high school. My parents made up, you know, me and my parents made up kind of thing, whatever. But they were really strict, you know? Um, so I always joke like, yeah, I couldn't stand being told what to do. So I joined the Marine Corps and uh, <laughs> to get out of my house. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense because that's all you get. You know, you go in military. That's what you're doing is getting told, you know, following orders. So, um, but yeah, I had, a, I, I always wanted to go in since I was like eight or nine years old, whatever. But uh, yeah, same thing. Family, you know, my dad's buddies would come over and, you know, I'd see those old green tattoos. Yeah. I'm like, bro, that's cool. I saw you guys have some tattoos already. Uh, yeah. So what what do you guys got? Who's all got – all three of you guys have tattoos? Uh, no, I don't have any tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, French and, and Gambit here. Yep. What do you got, man? Uh, French, what's on your arm right there, the big one? Uh, so I have – this right here, it's upside down, but it's a demon skull. It's yeah. actually my, this is actually the last one I got for right now. I plan to get more. And then this one, I have a skull with a cross going into it. Gotcha. And then I have a chain with leaves and vines and like thorns wrapped around it, connecting to this. Yeah. And then on my calf, which was my very first one, it's pretty much just a representation of me because one, I like my skulls. As you can tell. Yeah. And then it has headphones on because I love listening to music all day, every day. And then it has a musical note on the forehead of it because I'm a band geek. I was in my uh, middle school and high school band. Which play? Uh, I, I play trombone, like my grandfather. Oh, shit. Nice. If, if anything, uh, I'm pretty much just a, another version of my grandfather. Yeah. Makes it easy for everybody. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I mean, I plan on getting more, but not right now. Gotcha. Definitely, definitely not as much as me. <laughs> Gamut, what do you, yeah, what do you got? I have my, my chest piece done. That's kind of done. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one of my ribs of a gypsy woman. Nice. With three eyes. Um, memorial for my mother. My tree of life and my first one is on this arm. I have Down With Your Demons logo here from a shirt company called uh, Ghost in the Darkness. Shit, okay. Um, my first custom piece that's here. It's a woman with her uh, face getting ripped off her skull. What? It, yeah. <laughs> Bro, what kind of fucking dark dreams you having, man? It <laughs> <laughs> also says center, center above her head too. Oh and shit! Then, and then this one is my second custom piece, and it goes all the way over back to here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, Jesus. Yeah, man. I didn't. I didn't have any tattoos until I went in the military. Uh, then I end up. I have four, but. Uh, 
I, I got to be honest, man. When I was growing up, though, like tattoos weren't a big thing. Like normal people, only military guys or prison, you know, prisoner, you know, guys that went to prison, they got tattoos. But uh, it wasn't like the cool thing to do. It was only, uh, you know, like guys would go in the military and they, and nobody got like huge coverings all over their arms, you know, like they do now and their hands and shit. Uh, that was, I, we had never seen that. And, uh, well, when I was in the military, you weren't allowed to have, uh, any tattoos that showed, uh, on your forearms. So it had to be, uh, so in the summertime we have our cami, you know, the camis, uh, is what we were the utilities, whatever. Uh, that's what you wear every day for work. So you only wear your dress uniforms for obviously, you know, special occasions. So uh, when you're in camis, um, your tattoos can't show anywhere. You know, if you're if it's in the wintertime, you know, of course, your long sleeves, you know, so you can't have tattoos on your hands or on your neck or whatever, you know, anything where it shows. And then uh, in the summer, we roll our sleeves up. So it's like right here. So no tattoos can show underneath there. Now, obviously, they've changed that rule uh, since then. So much. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's changed a lot because <laughs> these guys are tat- tatted everywhere. But yeah, you couldn't have any identifying marks that would show outside of your uniform. So back when I was in, but yeah, m- most of us didn't get a whole lot of tattoos because you, you know, mostly you want to get them on something where it, you can show it off. And it's not like you walk around the, you know, daily life, like outside of, you know, when you're off work or when you're, you know, off base, you don't walk around without a shirt on. So if you, if all your tattoos are, you know, covered up by your t-shirt, then it's kind of pointless, you know? So we, uh, yeah, a lot of guys didn't spend the money on it because it wasn't worth, you know, getting it where you, people really couldn't see it. But now, man, everybody's got my daughter and son-in-law, they do the same thing. They probably got as many as you gambit. Um, yeah. They, and they're planning on getting more. So they're yep. getting some big ones like on their back and on their legs and shit that take like two or three sessions um, you know, for the outline and then the colors and all this shit. I'm like, holy, yeah, we've been here, uh, six hours. We're, uh, you know, I'm getting this piece finished up. I'm like, God damn, bro. That's, <laughs> that's a big ass tattoo. Thankfully, I've only had to do one session for all of mine. That's cool. For now. Right. My artist calls me a rock for a reason. I fell asleep during my chest tattoo. And my rib and my rib tattoo. Oh my god, I'm yeah. way too ticklish for that, bro. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, uh-uh. I couldn't even let anybody even get close to my sides or whatever. Mm. <laughs> nope. Now you guys, uh, are, you guys are all in the same like town, same city. No. Okay. No, so really. you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. I, I was thinking maybe because uh, I've heard these stories before where people meet at airsoft but then they find out when they meet that oh we went to the same fucking school you know like high school or something like that but you guys are in different towns yep yeah yeah we're like a good dis like we're like a good like maybe like a couple minutes away from each other like 20 25 20 give or take okay yeah i think you're the farthest frenchie yeah i am gotcha because you because you and colin are like very close to each other like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's cool. 
So now you guys are uh, you played uh, EA Extreme Airsoft uh, under your your team name. Do you guys have uh, jerseys or anything yet, or any kind of things you wear for for your uniform? Um, the only thing that technically we really rock for just like you know knowing that we're part of Goonie memes is uh, we just have um, these patches that we ordered off of Amazon. Um, yeah, it's two letters. It's just GM. And then, depending on uh, what number that we have, on oh, my best. Um, yeah, I mean, I can pull it off. Uh, <laughs> and I have my. Password. Yeah, let's see it. I I only have my helmet set up. <laughs> I don't. I'm buried in my duffel bag. Oh shit! Those. Oh, my gear's still in our car. Oh shit. <laughs> She's oh, sleeping. I, I won't bother. That's what it is. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So you're the third member of the team. Um. Uh, well, yet again. Um. So I asked. I was like, so how many numbers can we do? And Frenchie was like, uh, two would just be good enough. So I did O three because that's my birth year. So. Gotcha. Yep. I did twenty two because that's my anniversary date. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm 30 because that's the number I had when I played baseball. And it's also my lucky number, so nice. I just kept with it. Okay. So you played sports growing up. Did uh, either of the other guys play sports at all? Uh, like yeah, I did in school. Like a tiny bit of football, but that's it. Yeah. I did, I did baseball for seven years. Okay. <laughs> Rob, I beat you in that one. Yeah, good. I hated it. I hated every moment of it. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was something to do to keep me active outside of school. Gotcha. Yeah, I played baseball. That was probably the, the sport I played the longest, you know, because you can start so young. Yeah. And start football. I started football when I was in fourth grade, um, played through high school, uh, and then wrestled through high school. I played basketball when I was in middle school, but um, I was horrible. I was so fucking horrible. I was really clumsy. I was not coordinated. I was uh, I was really big uh, for my age. I had a growth spurt when I was 12. And um, so just going into middle school, uh, I got on the basketball team. And uh, so I grew like almost a foot in like a year and a half, right? So uh, my body wasn't used to, you know, in fact, I was the height I am now. I was 5'11 at uh, 12 years old. So um of course, you know, the basketball team wanted me on there and I would, but I got fouled out of every game, like every game, because I, the, I'm like, I can smack the ball down. I can try to block the ball, right. For defense. But I, I was so clumsy. I'd miss the ball and hit them in the face or hit them on the top of the head or hit them in the arm. Like uh, it was constant foul, 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 foul. So uh, I'm like, dude, you know, I'm just whatever. So that was, I liked playing basketball. Um, I just sucked and I could not make a basket for the life of me. But, uh, so that didn't last very long, but I played baseball and, and football and wrestling, uh, before I, you know, while I was in school, but yeah, it was a good, uh, precursor to the military, especially wrestling because wrestling, uh, you run way more than football. Um, it takes a lot of endurance to, uh, to grapple for three minutes on the mat. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So any any you guys you guys didn't play uh, soccer or anything like when you were you know 
seven years old, six years old. Your parents didn't put you in soccer. Nope. Um, Mine was no, T-ball. T-ball, no, yeah. I always called soccer. He called it, uh, you know, grass fairies. You know, that's what he always called them. <laughs> My dad, my dad, uh, you know, yeah, my dad, he was a football coach, uh, for the junior football team. And then, uh, now he's just a, uh, coach for the uh, varsity team for the high school. Oh, nice. Uh, he would always call like, cause I made a joke to him one day. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not liking football so much. I might go do soccer. And he was like, oh, what, you want to go play the grass fairy sport? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I haven't heard that one in a long time. The grass fairies. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now, do you guys have lacrosse at your guys' schools? Uh, yes, there? we do. Okay. Well, my school. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. That's becoming a lot more popular. They didn't have – that wasn't even around uh, when I was in high school. Like, that, no high schools had that as a sport, you know? It's more, yeah, it's more now, popular in my middle school than my high school. Okay. Yeah, my high school was crazy for lacrosse. Yeah. Mine was football. Mine was uh, track. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I used to... Uh, I actually bowl. Um, I've been bowling since I was three or four. Holy shit. Yeah, so... What kind of bowling ball you use when you're three? Like a size of a baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Just roll this baseball down there. <laughs> um, no. It, starting at that young of age, you would use like a very light pound ball, like a four to six pounder. Yeah. And then obviously when you grow older, you build more muscle mass. That's when you start using the bigger stuff. I actually throw 16 pounders. Okay. Which is, some of the, which is actually like some of the heaviest pound like bowling balls you can throw. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I just I've used multiple different balls. I've done tournaments and all this other stuff while growing up. Damn, what's your uh, highest score bowling? Um, sanctioned was a two seventy five, and um, during what um, during a tournament called nine pin no tap is if, if if you get a nine, it counts as a strike. Um, that would count. Uh, that was a 300. Oh, shit. And then my highest sanctioned series is a 703, which is actually pretty freaking high. 703? So what is that? How many games is that? Two? No, it's three games out of three games. Oh, okay. So you have to shoot for like so what's 200 the... and a Okay, so the max is 300, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So I would have to shoot over two... Like two, like two, 50. Two, two, yeah, so I have to do like one or two two fifties, and then like I can just throw like a two or like something below that afterwards. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's bowling. Yeah, I, I mean, I always did it drunk, so it was always fun. I mean, I didn't do it professionally, so. Never played a, a tournament. I joined a bowling team one time. Me and my wife, we did uh, with some friends of ours. Just real, like it wasn't a, you know, it was just one of those intramural, I don't know what you call it, but just real basic. And uh, and we just kept scores and stuff. I really tried to get better. I think the highest I had was like 230, 220 or something like that. I, I don't even remember. That's not, that's not bad. 
But I would throw those heavier balls. I, I thought, okay, I'm just going to – I can't control this thing. I don't know how to do this spin thing. I don't know uh, – you know, it just – I'm like, I'm just going to straight, you know, throw it straight. <clears throat> so I'm like, I want the heaviest thing because I didn't know how it worked. Like, I just want the heaviest ball hitting this thing because I thought it's going to act like a cannonball and just explode all these, you know, just <laughs> pow, you know, knock them all down. Yeah, it didn't work I, that I, way. I, I wish it was that simple, but it, there's, <laughs> there's so many different things you guys take into consideration. Especially, It's like airsoft, honestly. There's so many different things you have to take into consideration, especially if you're playing outdoors with, like, the weather and everything. Indo- with bowling, it's, like, indoors. It's also, like, oh, how are the lanes going to react today? How is your ball going to react today? What is it going to do? What can you change? This and that. It's just a bunch mm. of different stuff. Yeah. So what do you guys uh so how often do you play and what what kind of gear do you run? Uh we try to play like every weekend or like when we're available. Almost every Saturday, Saturday we try. Okay. Did you guys play yesterday? Yes, oh, we yeah. did. Nice. That was fun. I wish I had the gear in here. I don't feel like going outside right now. <laughs> I mean, no, that's I fine. Like... What do you? What gun do you? What? What's? Uh, what's the gun you guys use? Your favorite gun you use when you go? Uh, actually, I think I have mine on me. Actually, funny enough, Colin, you got to show them. Oh no, I'm not showing them. The which gun. which one? Come on, Colin. No, no, no. You you got to start off with the bad one first. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> so, so this cursed one I made was a joke gun that I don't use anymore. Yeah. But I took a. Milsim very favorite gun in HK416, and I put a Speedsoft barrel <laughs> on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Frankenstein. <laughs> yep, it's Frankenstein. Yep. Gun. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Staff at uh, at Extreme Airsoft, they didn't they didn't want me to play on their field for about a good <laughs> solid month after what I did this. Oh my god, that's funny, dude. Yo, it was either it was either he changes his gun or he doesn't play at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was one guy there that uh, used to work there. He's a teacher now, but uh, when he worked there, every time he saw me, I would just be like, "Hey, Chuckles," and he'd be like, "Go, get out of my store." <laughs> <laughs> we were constantly making jokes. It was like a whole like uh, running gag that you know they were gonna like put like my face on a wanted poster for what I did. To for having that gun. Oh, that's yep. funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what I yeah, what gun I actually run is like a bit of a discontinued one. It's a uh, Black Rain Ordnance rifle. Oh it's shit! In the, it's in this like rare, uh, you know, gold, black, and red color. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been discontinued on uh, Evike's website, but I mean, you know, I got it for a pretty good deal. We got one of those in our mystery box, the Black Rain. We only got one ever, uh, but it was it looks badass. The Black Rain one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I yeah. saw that video. Did you really? Oh shit! Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. I watched C Seven Pipes video when he got the black rain. I think he did, or was it nice. Gasful Vector? It was one of those two. Uh, it was a Vector. Oh yeah, that dude has a shit ton of guns. And oh, he is and like his own <laughs> store. He's got his own store he, now. Yeah. I met him at I met him at EA Fest, and he is extremely freaking awesome. Yeah, Love dude. The guy. I met him like, at. Briefly, I met him. I was able to say hi to him before we were leaving. I met him at SS Airsoft in Georgia for the uh, Call of Duty event a few months ago. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, 
Yeah. Do you, do you want me to go over the whole custom build that I have, or you want to do your simple stuff first? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm I'm actually the odd one out of the group. So Rob, I highly suggest you go first. Yeah. I have I have an M4 that I built from the ground up, between gear grip, gearbox, outer body, outer barrel, inner barrel, the whole nine. Um, and a Glock 17. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What uh so when you when you first start playing, what did you what was your first gun? Uh F one firearms. Oh, okay. We got one of those in a mystery box as well, yeah. Yeah, okay. it wasn't it wasn't the um demo ranch one, it was one of the smaller ones. Like right. the, the SBR model, I think it was. Okay, okay. That's cool. And then you ended up uh you used that until you built your own? I used that until the frame cracked one day on me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good um, good time to switch out. Yep, and then I went through what three Kytharas from Polar Star. Yep. What? Yep, they kept um, just slam firing. What is that? It click no nothing else. That's it. It wouldn't uh, auto cocker eject the BB nothing. Shit. Yeah, it's it's weird. I had even the well, extreme t- even the extreme texts were like, "How how does this happen?" Oh, really? I thought uh, isn't that the one where you have to have a recocker? Uh, yeah, it's uh, basically yeah, it's a you little have to have cord a string. On the bottom. Yeah, you have to hook yeah. up a cable. Okay. Yep. And and, and that the... wouldn't work either. Nope. I would pull it back. It would fire, but uh-huh. it wouldn't auto. It wouldn't automatically go back. So I could just re- redo gotcha. it. Basically, okay. basically, what happened was is that his rifle every time became instead of a semi-auto rifle, it became a bolt action. Bolt action, basically. A bolt action. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I it, guess so. It became a bolt action M4. Oh god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, I only went through one Kythera, but I'm never touching the system again. Um, I so at the time, I had a. Oh god, uh, a Lancer tactical rifle that I just threw it into. And I mean, it was running fine for a while. And then all of a sudden, just one day we bring it to this outdoor field, uh, get up where in mass, but, uh, it's called you, UBG. Yep. And, uh, I was going to go chrono it. And all of a sudden it was doing the same thing like him. It was just slam firing, you know, click and shoot once. And then, you know, I'd have to manually do it again. Mm. And then it got to the point where it was so fed up with being a bolt action that it just stopped working completely with me. Jesus. And he was there that day and he took the thing apart completely. And he was like, really? dude, I, I don't know what is wrong with this gun. Well, there's a, yeah. Um, and then we sent it to a guy that, you know, like he worked on high kappas, but like he sort of worked on the Kythera system. Yeah. He got it working for me for a bit, and then afterwards, like the thing just completely blew up on me. So I was Jesus. like, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this system. I'm not buying another one. Yeah. And now we both run Polar Star Jacks. Yep. Oh, okay. And that system is way better than what we had. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. What do you run, uh, French? So, currently, I kind of switch between things. Um, 
for my AR style, I currently run my newest purchase, which is my GNG CM. It's my uh, CM16 SRS. Absolutely love this thing. Nice. Uh, even though it says, even though there's a tracer casing on it, Rob gave me this last night. <laughs> you still have that. He, yeah, of course I'm gonna keep it, dude. Um, he took the entire he took the internals out, so literally it's just yeah hollow on the inside. It'll act like a baffle. It'll probably make it louder. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So and then I'm more EQB side. Robin Collin and Morris Nelson, and have my high kappa, my five one high kappa. Ooh, that looks cool. Uh, there's my tracer unit on it, and then Colin was trying to get rid of this last night. I told him to give it to me, which oh, he did. It's, it's a little uh, grenade Crazy. monster on the bottom of it. What? So it, really, all I have to do is just pull this, and then BB shoot out of it. Yeah, five barrel. Oh, sorry, <laughs> eight barrels on there, and you fill them five with five BBs each. Oh, and, shit. And, all a, and you load it up with green gas, and then when you pull it, all 40 BBs get shot out at once. What? I've never seen one of those. It's insane. I I didn't... So I used it during a match one time, and, well, you know, this kid, he was doing stuff, like something really stupid, and, you know, I was meaning to hit him in the plate carrier with this little grenade launcher. Well, he turned in his hand. He wasn't wearing a glove. Just his bare hand, he turns, and majority of all those BBs hit his hand. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh. I'm like, dude, dude, I am so sorry. He's like, nah, nah, it's fine. He's like, people <laughs> like, looking at his hand and stuff, like, he just like, like a ton of welts, but like, he's like, dude, that thing is no joke. I was like, it's a grenade launcher, dude. Like, <laughs> no duh, it's going to be nothing but no joke. Oh, my God. This is the, uh, this uh, this is actually that operation that we were at um, at Extreme, their Halloween operation. Oh yeah, the one with the one with it, the one that I couldn't make. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. The whole theme of it was uh, that it was like Pennywise and you know his demented killers, you know, aka the players on that. The freaks. Yeah, the freaks and uh, the. Rebel or like the kids' rebellion, you know, just uh, you know, the all the other players on the other team, and I felt so bad because the teams were so unbalanced. It wasn't oh, that funny. It was all nothing but like experienced players and speed softers on the uh, freaks Our team, side, yeah, and nothing but like inexperienced, new to airsoft first time playing oh shit on the kids rebellion side oh my god i i got so like it, it didn't even seem fun to me at that point and i didn't even know <laughs> right. team so like i just said you know what i'm gonna go pay for go play in the speed soft field well i guess one of the refs he just got off shift and he was going on the kids rebellion and then afterwards he sees me walk on the speed soft field and he's like oh that's where you were and i was like Am I in trouble or something? He's like, no, 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 no. I was trying to find where you were because I was going to ask if you wanted to go to the kids' rebellion side. I was like, oh, dude, I already paid for Speedsoft. And he was like, nah, 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 it's fine. It's like, dude, you could have came to me earlier about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would think that um, – I'm sure they try to do that most of the time. They try to keep balanced teams in, in certain events or whatever because that's one of the, like, boringest things, you know, is – uh if you're just, you know, it's way unbalanced. 
the, the first game after the first game, it sucks. Yeah, it was like towards like the end of the day where like you know it just got really boring and stuff. And uh, the funny thing is, is that like they had like a point system there, so it was like you know like whatever like you could find. I think it was like if you could find a like the Pennywise mask itself or like his knife or anything like that, it was like a certain amount of points. And once we saw the the amount of points that we could list, oh no. Oh no. Everyone saw <laughs> how much points you needed to save up for a nuke, and everyone was like, Yeah, we're saving up for a nuke. We're saving up for a nuke. Oh my god. Well, so we. Every... <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. So they all had enough for a nuke and a SWAT team. Now, the SWAT team consisted of these, like, uh, guys that were sponsored by Extreme, like, uh, they're. Rikon Reapers. Yeah, the Rikon Reapers. Oh, okay. they're, like a, they're a really big Milsim team. Yeah, I've and, heard of that. Uh, and. Yeah, well, they were there as the SWAT team. Holy and, shit. Well, these guys, Evan sent me the video and it made me laugh what they did. All of them, they, they just went to go call the nuke and all of them just grabbed their grabbed the chairs from <laughs> out in the staging arena, brought them into the actual play area themselves, and then when they called in the nuke, all the players that were on the on their side, just watch them walk out their spawn Holy area. Holy shit! I was laughing my ass off watching. Oh, that video. It was I was awesome. like, "Damn, I should have, I should have stayed for like a couple extra minutes." That is crazy. Yeah, so, so it was like you had to. I think it was like seventy points you had to get for no wait. Yeah, it was like seventy points 70. you had to. Uh, yeah, it was so it was like seventy points you had to buy the nuke. So you had to find spiders with bow ties, knives, Pennywise mask, pretty much everything Colin just said. And then we finally had enough to find to purchase a nuke and then extra guns for hire. And all this, my my parents. So it was actually funny because my team was so like, like we were low in numbers already. It was like thirteen to like almost thirty five plus. But we, we we still won the entire thing. So um we literally just kept stacking up points. All of us got into a team huddle and we we're like, you know what? Let's just have fun with this last game. Bring in our chairs, sit there, and as the, and then we dry fired or well, not dry fired, we were shooting our BBs like our guns and everything in our spawn to try to get them to come to us. And as soon as that nuke dropped, all you see is these people come around the corner, just look at us, disappointed, and just all of us just dying laughing. It was the best last game I ever had. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, I think the funniest thing that happened to me during the event was uh, I was chilling in the staging arena. I was taking a break from the match, and all of a sudden, Pennywise, uh, the guy that was playing his Pennywise, he comes up to me, and he's like, Hey, hey, do you have like a flashlight, like a gun light on you or anything? I'm like, no, I just have my PEC 15. That's it. And he's like, good, you're coming in with me. You're going to be my security detail. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then afterwards, like, you know, like I'm shining it through places to see if we can find any extra spiders. And then he's, and he's realizing that, like, you know, like I'm not in the key area. So he just takes it from me, gives me his AK, and he's like, new plan. You protect me. I'll go look for the spiders. I'm like, all right, that sounds that sounds easy enough for me. 
everyone's looking at me because like I've taken off my bands and I'm like looking like I should not be in the game right now. And everyone's like, dude, I thought you just said that you were gonna take a break. I said, I did too, but Pennywise told me to be security detail. Oh so. shit. <laughs> no, that guy was like, awesome. Oh, okay. The best was uh so because it was a Halloween event, a lot of people were like dressing up as characters. Right. Three so three guys, two guys dressed up as payday two characters, and one oh, guy nice. dressed up as Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then another another one of the guys was dressed up as Post Malone. So he had yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like, like, like stick on tattoos on his face and everything. Um and well the guy that was dressed up as like one of the payday two characters, one of the famous lines is like, you know, like he screams, I need a medic bad. Well, he got shot. And as he's walking back to spawn, I hear halfway across the map, (laughs) I need a medic bag. I start bursting out (laughs) laughing. That's actually a pretty good. uh... This is airsoft. This is how airsoft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got mine right here too. That that's the type of mask that he had. He like Yeah, buddy. Play. Houston? Yep. Yeah, I dressed up as Houston for uh for Halloween as well. But I didn't play airsoft at it, so mm. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's oh, cool, man. I, I love how uh, these fields do these uh special events. Yep. Did you, you guys follow it? uh Swamp Sniper, Balahack? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Nope. So they're doing that rev the Rev event the big, is uh, their biggest weekend. event. Yep. That's the event that all three of us want to go to badly. Me yep. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's, uh, that's something to look forward to for sure because I don't know how many people were there this time, but um, I've been following him you know, on Instagram. He had uh, He's put out some videos on Friday where everybody was gathered around. It was fucking packed. Yeah, it's it's oh, yeah, whatever is usually like bro. It's like twelve hundred players this week. This, yeah. this time. Damn dude, that's crazy. Yeah, it's whatever event that he has going on, it's just always packed. Yeah. Even his um Wild West and Zombie event is ridiculous and numbers. Yeah, the Wild West looks cool too. Now, have you guys played outside of uh, besides, or I guess where where did you play? Just those two fields, or have you played in? Have you tried anywhere else? Um, the only uh, fields that we've really tried playing at was um, this one field. It's like a mix of like paintball and airsoft. It's uh, Warzone. Warzone, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're they're oh, uh, wow. yeah, they're like an all outdoor field, but they have like one like field that's like it's like speed. It's like uh, more like paintball esque. Type mm. of setup, but like, uh, you know, you can also play like airsoft on there too. Okay. Um, there was one field where they only catered to paintball, but they did like a little event for uh, airsoft, and now they're considering oh, yeah, that, doing airsoft too. Yeah, that was the other one that we tried in what, like September, October. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one that Manny hosted. Yeah. Um, advanced action too, the Japanese CQB one. Oh yeah, that yeah, that that's was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. So advanced action actually has like two fields. So they have an indoor field um up in Webster, Massachusetts. No, no, no. Not in Webster? In indoor no indoor is Warwick. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Indoors <laughs> is the Warwick field in Mass, and then the outdoor field is in Webster. 
Warwick Rhode Island. Yeah, Warwick. Sorry. Warwick, Rhode Island. I keep on messing that up. Oh, <laughs> it's been a long on. day for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hell yeah, yeah man. You guys, uh, so you guys got plans for uh, your team? Uh, oh, we got big next... plans. Do you? Oh, which, yeah. which, tell me about them. Uh, so right now what we're thinking about doing is basically uh, having the team like separated in two. So basically we want to have like a speed soft side of the team Yeah. that uh, Evan and um, another one of our guys, uh, Tim, who's our coach of the team, bo- uh, both of them are going to run that side of the team. And then me and Rob, we're going to be running the Milsom side of the team. Nice. Well, Tim's also going to be helping out coach Milsom too. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He has the experience. You guys are uh, so in Rhode Island. Have you guys heard of um, Zulu Twenty Four? Yeah, that's the one in uh, New York. In New York, yeah. Pretty sure they put on uh, some pretty good milsims. Uh, yeah, some American. Out there. Yeah, American milsim does their um, Eastern Front there, I believe. Right. So that's fairly close to you guys. Do you guys have any plans to go to a milsim yet? Trying to look and find gear at the moment, <laughs> but yeah, once everything gets all settled and everyone's situated, probably it's more about you know the gear that we have and then you know trying to find time out of our work schedules, too. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even have a Milsom kit, I'm literally just speed sophomore, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're in the right spot for it because there's yeah. uh, you know, Extreme they host. Some uh, CSL. They actually uh, have tournaments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just actually I just did a a podcast with uh, Keegan that runs uh, CSL. Um, That'll be coming out this coming week, and uh, you know we're talking about these different tournaments and trying to get like a uh, a national ranking system where East Coast and West Coast we can get these guys together to get uh, you know a, a better or I guess a more inclusive ranking system for everybody uh to lead up to a uh national tournament you know where east and west like guys you know syg and murder inc and all these guys on the west coast that run all those uh speed qb tournaments can come out you know everybody can meet in the middle or whatever and do a uh you know a, a final have a oh, finals fine. yeah uh-huh big battle yeah I know I'm on the podcast with Doc. Uh, I know he mentioned something about like, you know, like a Super Bowl type of thing. Yeah. Like uh, speed soft. And honestly, that'd be really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to know who the best team in America is like that? You know, it's, uh, you know, officially right Mm -hmm. Uh, with bragging rights. So it's uh, for somebody like me that really I didn't knew knew nothing about Airsoft, you know, more than, you know, just over three years ago. Didn't care about it. Nothing. I mean, for somebody like me that's very inexperienced, doesn't know a whole lot about Speedsoft, you know, Milsim, obviously I learned in the last couple of years. But uh, when I started learning about Speedsoft, I'm going, oh, okay, well, who, well, who's the best? Like I would ask people on here, well, you know, and it's kind of just word of mouth, like speculation, like a little bit of somebody's opinion, you know, like, well, these guys win a lot of tournaments, but there's this and there's this. I'm like, well, don't you guys have a, uh, like how nobody knows, like you don't have an actual playoff. And they're like, no, I'm like, bro, we need to get 
you all y'all need to get this shit, okay? So we know what the fuck, you know, who's the best team. Yeah, so, it's pretty much just like what NXL does is that they actually had their biggest tournament not too long ago. Yeah. Where it's like players from all like teams from all around the country, even if you're just the smallest team, you can literally compete but against hundreds of other different teams and then you have your final game or your final matchup between the two top teams then now your name is now in the history book of the NXL. Right. And that your team's going to be spread across. Like, honestly, that, something like that would be awesome. Like, you just have this one big, like, one building. Event. Or, like, yeah. but they, the thing is, this, this event is, like, a whole entire weekend. Oh, it's a weekend. Okay. It's a, yeah, so it's a weekend. So something like that would be we really do cool, that. too. Yeah, I mean, that could be that could be really easy to set up. Yeah, Whatever it's like, team, it's like you multiple... Know, just, yeah, it's multiple different fields. While there's multiple different teams going at it, obviously you have your system on like what team has this twenty many points and what team advances, and then go from there. Yeah, all you need is you need a, a one location. Everybody can come in uh, for the weekend. Uh, you have the huge tournament on that weekend with all these speedsoft teams that that want to enter, and then the big thing is. You know the the fields have to be set up properly, whatever, and then the uh, the refs. You got to have good refs. And it's got to be fair. So, uh, you know, and do the whole thing, just knock the whole fucking thing out in one weekend. You know, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday night and a Saturday, whatever, uh, and then do award session. And now we know, you know, okay, this is the uh, ranking system for the. You know, this is it. This was the big the big deal. That'd be cool. I mean, it wouldn't take that much to do. Um, if everyone, you know, if every team just, hey, you get here and enter the tournament, you know, like if you want to enter, I don't want the, whatever, <laughs> I didn't, you know. I didn't want the gulag sound to go off, so that's that's why. <laughs> the gulag sound? Yeah. <laughs> if if you've ever played Warzone, there's a buzzer yeah, that the makes the sound. Yeah. Right. My, the, the dryer makes the same exact buzz. Oh, the dryer. <laughs> yes. No shit, right? <laughs> the washer and dryer we have, they come with those. They're the Samsung ones, you know, and they, they make this oh, fucking like goddamn two-minute song going off, you know? I'm like, what is it going to shut up? Like, I turn that shit off the first day. <laughs> you can silence it, you know? Uh, when we originally did have something like that in my house, uh, my little brother, he was like all over Warzone, you know, like he, he played that game every day. And anytime that buzzer went off, like all of a sudden, like he just stopped what game he was playing. <laughs> and like all of a sudden, like he just grabbed like the nearest like Nerf gun, airsoft gun, whatever gun was in his room. And all of a sudden, like he just like pretend like he was in the gulag, like shooting someone. And then I just look at him and be like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Hell yeah. So you're going to do uh, mostly Speedsoft uh, French. You guys are doing Milsims. Um, you're trying to build up your gear right now. Uh, that is, you know, that's probably the biggest thing that uh, most people have to do when they, you know, like as far as building up to go to a Milsim because, you know, they have uniform requirements, shit like that. Uh, and if you're going for, you know, an overnight thing, like a 24 hour or 40 hour continuous or whatever, you, uh, you definitely, um, want to be prepared, especially if it's going to be shitty weather. 
So if it's raining, oh, yeah. you know, we, <laughs> these guys actually, uh, for our, Ooh. from our channel, Colton, Chris and, uh, JP, they've, they've got some, uh, they've got some pretty good stories of, uh, you know, funny to us now, but some pretty crazy stories of, uh, how they got rained out. Yeah. Uh, the- you know, their tent gets flooded and. This is our raincoat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I went to a military surplus store. Um, you know, when we were still like all doing speed soft, and I asked the guys, I was like, "Hey, what type of uh, should I get you guys like parkas or anything like that?" And both of them were like, "Yeah, yeah, get us something like that." And I said, "Okay, I'll see if I'll see what I can get." So I asked them. I said, oh, or I asked oh, "Yeah, them, the ones them, that we couldn't find." Yeah, and I <laughs> asked the people that were running the store i asked them if they could find me uh parkas in this certain camo well they were like that's a really interesting camo let me uh, i'm gonna do some research on that but i don't think we have anything like that the only things that they had was m81 camo and flectarn so i messaged (laughs) both of them i asked them i said do you guys want m81 or flectarn and both of them were like get us flectarn i said okay all right (laughs) And, uh, yeah, our, I think it was, like, our second match uh, doing speed soft. One of the refs comes up to us, and he asks, he's like, whose idea was it to get the Flectarn parkas? <laughs> and both of, that, both of them point to me, and the ref <laughs> looks at me, and he's like, man, the first good decision you actually make. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to say, one of the guys I had on here, I don't know if you guys follow him on uh, Instagram and YouTube, uh, Mask TV is his uh, YouTube channel. Never heard of him. Um, yeah. He is, yeah, M-A-S-K TV on Instagram as well. He, um, younger guy, He uh, he's actually a firefighter, uh, like an outdoor, I forget what they call it, outdoor wildlife kind of firefighter, whatever. Oh, I think um, like a bush something, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, he is huge into different camos. Well, he used to do only World War II stuff. So he has a shit ton of like World War II uh, camos and gear and all, you know the all kind of shit. But uh, I think he's the one that said that was his favorite uh, camo was Flectarn. So oh yeah, yeah. The one we were trying to find was I think it was Desert Night Chip. Uh, Desert Night camo or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's like this weird like cross. Uh, like cross patch type of camo. Yeah. Um, in like a really like, uh, it's OD green with like these like light, uh, green lines, um, that like sometimes are like squiggled, but, hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's a really common, uh, camo scheme between like some speed softers and like a lot of, uh, oh, okay. people. Right. Yeah. We tried to find, uh, parkas like that and, they're really almost like sold out everywhere, basically. right? And ridiculously hard to find too. Because even I've well, tried some to of this up. stuff, man, is so fucking crazy, bro. We went to this mill sim uh, a couple months ago, and uh, it was three day mill sim. Well, it was twenty four hour continuous, but uh, you get there Friday night, you leave Sunday. But um, it was they had a they always have a, a truck there, you know, a trailer there, like selling you know gear and shit like that. So they had a camo 
these different uh, pants. They had all these pants lined up, cami pants. And um, so we're, we're all standing there. There's a couple of guys that I've had, uh, I've had on the podcast, you know, we, we all met there. So um, there was like eight people, well, eight different groups that I've had on the podcast that were at that Milsim that I, this was the first time I was meeting them, you know, face to face. So it was really cool. So we're standing in this trailer. There was a couple of them in there that I, you know, just found, uh, that day I was like, Oh, Hey, what's, you know, we were messaging each other. I was like, you, you know, they were over by the trailer. So we went, we we're standing in the trailer and we're sitting there talking. And, uh, one of the guys is like, Oh, these are cool. You know, came pants, whatever. So they start looking at the different camo types, whatever. And they had some rare stuff. I don't even know what that, what, you know, which ones, what they're called. So they start looking at it and they go, Oh man, this one's cool. So they look at the price. It was 350 bucks for pants, bro. <laughs> so then they start looking and they're like, what? So all, not one pair of pants on that rack was, uh, less than 300 bucks. And I guess there was like, this uh, a bunch of rare camo. Uh, and the one guy who usually, you know, he has a, he buys a ton of gear. He's like, I'm not paying that for pants. Like this is no nah, man, I'll just wait. But uh, apparently some of these camos are like really hard to find. And uh, when you do find them, it's, I guess it could be very expensive. Yeah, I found like a parka that was like in my side in that camo that I was trying to find for all three yeah. of us. And it was going to cost me around like maybe like $100 to like $150. And I was like, no, I'm not paying $150 uh-uh. for a jacket. No, I'm all set on nah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather just uh, give me a T-shirt and I'll spray paint that bitch. I'll make my own camo. (laughs) (laughs) I get a six-dollar T-shirt. Okay, (laughs) I can't spray paint like two bucks. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, man. That's a you know so many people I've talked with. So if you guys haven't gone to a milsim yet, um, yeah, definitely start out with uh, something that is not um, too long to start you know like uh really strict rules like uh milson west yeah know. one of the guys i talked with uh there's been i'm sure there's been a handful of people but one of the guys i talked with mr ot he um he went his very first milson was uh milson west and uh yeah so the thing with those is once the game starts you if you leave the field you're you're done you can't come back you're done so no matter what it is, so if you forgot a piece of gear, I mean, they, they usually people don't do that because they, they go through this whole process in the beginning where they actually go down a list. They get every, it's almost like a roll call. They get, every, you know, all these people together and they go, they pull everything out of your bag right now. Like check boots. Yes. This, yes, this, yes. Um, if you don't have one of those things on the list, I get, I don't know if they have a trailer there to to buy it from but you can't play so it's very very strict it's something to kind of work towards if you've never been to a millicent before but um yeah you guys have a lot of options up where you're at yeah there was a video on instagram i saw with milson west uh some kid forgot his socks and his dad was right there his dad was right there playing with him and he's like i i told you to pack them if they're not there i don't know what to tell you (laughs) yep i saw that video too yeah no shit right that's funny. Hell yeah. So you're uh so your speed soft stuff, you're gonna be running high cap. Do you have uh are you gonna HPA it? 
already uh, tapped? Yeah, I do have an HPA after for it, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's in my case on the side of my bed over here. Right. Well, you, um, you know, uh, you've probably met uh, I Am Dylan, Nebula Airsoft, Mama Yaga. They were yeah, at the EA Fest. Yeah. You know, they run as a team. I mean, I didn't really, like, introduce myself to them because... Obviously, I was more focused on a tournament. Yeah. But I obviously, I've seen, like, Instagram and, like, all this other stuff that they've been there. I'm like, oh, look, I was there, too. But uh, when I when I said, like, I was the odd one out, I literally tell you, I literally mean I am the odd one out of the team. Actually, let me go get something to show you why I say that. And Robbie Collin can defend me on this one. Which Which one is it? The one I wore yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I literally have my jersey. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's why I'm the odd one out. Yep. Yeah, be, <laughs> that looks cool. I'll yeah, that's a wearing, speed like, jersey. I'll, I'll literally be wearing full paintball jersey, paintball pants. Right. Like, I have I have my dye mask and all that other stuff. Yep. So that's why I am the odd one out. You need to get a, when you get back from a boot camp and all that stuff, when you get some, you know, when you're coming home on leave or whatever, you get, uh, use some of your bonus money or whatever from the army to, uh, buy a custom, you know, uh, rogue customs, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Get a rogue custom thigh mask with your, uh, with your team logo or whatever on it. Well, what, well, what I was told is that I can actually send my mask to him. And get it customized so it'd be cheaper, which I which I which I've been thinking of for a while now. But yeah, obviously I just don't have the time or the money to do it. So I got plenty of time. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. That way you can match. You can you can get it painted and then get your uh, get your uniform set up for uh, Speedsoft. Yeah. Well, our colors are orange and green. So we honestly, what we're thinking of doing, we were doing this before. Is really just gonna pick a random jersey that's like orange and black and just make that our jersey and just get our names and numbers like stuff on the back, all, like, on the back and make it easy instead of ha- having to go through Ant and then wait all this time just to. Well, not Ant, um, Anthrax. That's what it is. What is um, it? Uh, it's Anthrax. Uh, anthrax? Uh, it's, 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 it's 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 not the powdery substance. No, it's the it's a custom paintball <laughs> jersey. No, I, I, when somebody says anthrax, I think of uh, the the rock band. You know, the metal band, the rock band. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah. I mean that was popular. What you know? So uh, so what is this now? What, they do uh, they uh, do uniforms or something? What do they yeah, do? they do uh, custom paintball jerseys and a bunch of stuff with that. They're I guess they're big in the oh, okay. paintball business, but they do. Player packages and everything. We were going through the process of looking at it and everything, and they said, "I think it was almost a year to two months or six months, two. Just, hmm. to, just just to get a rendering." Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was going to cost us okay. a total of like one hundred and eighty dollars just to get per person. Yeah, yeah, per person. Um, to get what was it like three jerseys? Yeah, only three. Yeah, three jerseys was going to be like one hundred and eighty dollars. Gotcha. And we weren't uh, financially good then. 
Oh yeah, I mean, well, we still not aren't. only that, yeah. if you're yeah, if you're not really, I mean, it's a big commitment. If you're not really committed to like you don't want to get the, you know, pay all that money for that and then not really use it that much. Yeah. Like if you get, you know, Gambit and uh Drift, if you guys aren't you know, big into speed software, you're not going to do it that much, then uh then it's not worth it. You know, spend your save your money, put it into Milsim gear because that shit's expensive. And some of the stuff can break on the field, um, you know, at a milsim. So if you get cheaper vests and, you know, whatever, straps break, you know, shit like that, or your boots are, you know, not comfortable or whatever, you know, you might, you know, you spend uh, another, you know, 80 to to $100 on boots that, uh, you know, <laughs> that feel good so you don't have blisters all the time. Uh, yeah. You know, that shit adds up quick. Yeah, that was kind of our final decision on not getting them. For sure. Well, speaking of names on the back of your jersey stuff, uh, how did you guys come up with your um, your nicknames? Drift Monster. Uh, I think it's Drift Monster. Yeah, three eleven. Yeah. Um. Everyone. Everyone just calls me Drift. Uh. You know, it was all. Basically, it's just a whole like gamer tag thing I had on yeah, Xbox. Gamertag. That's that's basically what it was. So I just was like, you know, I might as well just throw it on there. It's more simple for me. Played the uh, racing games or something. Yeah. Play a lot of gotcha. games and stuff. What's your favorite one? Uh, car X, drifting, racing. Gotcha. Okay. Gambit, how'd you get yours? Uh, mine was given through one of my buddies that actually used to go to Extreme all the time. He uh, got back from the Navy, and one day me and him were just playing, and he came out and goes, your name is Gambit now. I was like, okay, cool. I'll I'll keep it. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, what I was the hell? I was on his team for a while, uh, but they didn't really do much. Yeah. So I kind of stepped away from them, but we're all still good buddies. We still play. I, this Saturday, I just met with one of them that I haven't seen in a while, and yeah, we just played the whole time. Okay. French fry. You used to love French fries. Yes. That's, <laughs> that, that's not it. Um, it. Believe it or not, my my last name is actually French, like F-R-E-N-C-H. And uh, throughout my entire life, I've been called um, Frenchy, French Fry, and all the other mm. stuff. So I stuck with the name French Fry. I, I, love, the, I love that nickname. So Yeah. Stuck to it ever since. It makes sense. That's cool. Nah, I don't, I don't plan on changing anytime soon. Nah. Yeah, it's always good to be, you know, okay with your, uh, you know, like, yeah, I like this nickname. It's cool, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. What's that? Oh, I thought I heard somebody oh. say something. It was really faint. Probably my little brother in the other oh. room. Right <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was hearing someone. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's cool, man. Cool. Well, when do you uh so you're going to boot camp in uh in a few weeks after Christmas, after New Year's. Yeah. Um and then you guys you're gonna keep playing at uh extreme until you can get into a, a milsim. I mean you probably don't want to go to a milsim in the winter anyway. No, probably not. A lot of them don't there's not a whole lot of uh like up by you guys, there's probably not a whole lot of milsims going on because of the cold. Um I- I think there's one it's called reindeer games but i don't know where it's held gotcha okay yeah 
yeah, I talked to this girl in uh, Slovenia. She, uh, I said, do you guys, um, you guys get a lot of snow? She's like, yeah, I love the snow. We love, you know, we all love the cold and the snow. I said, you guys play airsoft in it? And she's like, yeah, we love to. We love playing in the snow. I was like, really? Like, damn, that, I just, bro, uh-uh. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> They're probably so used to it. They just think it's normal. Yeah, there's, yeah, for sure. I mean, when I grew up and, you know, growing up in it, uh, I never, it's only been the last few years that the cold has really, you know, that I can't stand it. Most of the time it never really bothered me, you know, but, yeah. uh, cause when you grow up in it, you're just, you're used to it, whatever, you know, you wear shorts in fucking January. So what, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can't imagine going to like a Milsim like two days in the snow. We did a cold weather training in uh, South Korea and it was like a wind chill was like 50 below. And, um, when you're out in the field and, uh, bro, your hands, your, your fingertips and your toes, uh, fuck that shit. <laughs> it's too cold. But, uh, anyway, well, who do you guys want to shout out? You guys, uh, want to give any props to anybody? You got any team members or they couldn't be here tonight? Um, who do you want to give, give a shout out to I mean, definitely extreme. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely that. Extreme airsoft. No shit. Shout out extreme. Uh, definitely our coach Tim. Um, he's like my older brother to me. I've known him for years, and he's been super like supportive and everything. He's always been like there for us when we need it. So definitely shout out to him. And the uh, and the two new members, Jason Yaya. That's true. Jason Yaya. Yeah. They uh they still have to go through their initiation though. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Shoot him that little uh grenade launcher thing you got. Oh, Shoot no. him in the hand. No. Oh, no. Come on. Run oh, the no. gauntlet. It's, Run the gauntlet. It, it, it's yeah, it's a gauntlet type of thing. Um oh, basically shit. so it's like on the speed saw field, they're gonna be going from one end to the other end while all the other team members shoot at them. Oh nice. So that's basically what it's going to be. <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. Well, where can uh, where can everybody find you guys? Instagram. Online. Okay. Yeah, Instagram, basically. Yeah, pretty much. You, you guys can do the handle. I, um, I don't remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> um, my handle off the top of my head that I can remember is uh, drift underscore 311. Um, pretty active on there. But, uh, yeah. Okay. I think mine's still saved. Mine is pretty simple. It's really just French fry underscore airsoft. It's pretty much easy. Yeah. Mine's Gambit, I think, dot 556 or underscore 556. It's one of those two. You you guys can send me the link uh, later. I'll put it in the uh, description so people can tag you. Oh, it's Gambit underscore 556. Yeah, there you go. And it was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have our team page too. Uh, Colin, what is it, real quick? Because I know you. Uh, team underscore Goonie underscore memes. Gotcha. Hell yeah. Well, listen, guys, it's been awesome talking with you. I'm glad we got to uh, get on here tonight. Uh, apologize for the, the late start, but um, I appreciate you guys being here. Oh, no, you're fine. 
Oh no! Thanks for good. having us, man. We're probably just yeah, gonna dude. play Call of Duty after. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, anyone that's gonna be watching or listening to this, go check these guys out. Uh, new uh, newer team uh, on the field. Goonie memes. No yeah. reference to the the uh, the movie Goonies. No, that's no. actually what we. I know. <laughs> yeah, originally we were like making like a reference to like the whole Goonies thing because we were like. Yeah, we kind of act like the Goonies half the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys! Yeah. We, we, literally, we literally don't take anything seriously. We, we never do. Like, half the time, like, we will literally go on the field, and we will just scream random things. Like, uh, there was one time where I got shot. Instead of saying hit, I was like, oh, my God, ow! Oh, oh, that, that felt <laughs> nice, actually. That felt nice. <laughs> and, and the guy that shot me, he was like, "Dude, do you have a do you have a pain fetish or something?" I said, "No, no." <laughs> do uh, do you like uh, who uh, Peter on Family Guy? Like, ah, <laughs> yeah. <I didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> funny enough, I actually did just scrape up my knee, and I was like, "I gotta make this funny somehow." And I was like, "Ah, <laughs> ah." <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys. You guys have a good night. Thanks, Thanks you, man. Too.